There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome back to the Beer Ladies podcast, everybody. I'm Tandy and I'm playing host today. And we have got a very special guest that we will introduce you to in a minute. But first, we've got Lisa and Katie in the co-host chairs. And our guest today is Joanne Love. And you might know Joanne from Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and all the socials. And she's Love Beer Learning everywhere. And we'll, we'll get more on Joanne in a minute. But we've got something really cool. I think. And it's very fitting for Valentine's month. And what we're doing is we are pairing beer and chocolate. And I don't know about you, but I'd never really thought to pair beer and chocolate. You know, people always talk about food pairings and it, you know, and and you think of chocolate with something like champagne or with wine, but never with beer. So Joanne has been experimenting with a lot of different beer and chocolate combinations. And so she suggested three of them for us today. And we are going to try some some hopefully delicious and hopefully a few unexpected combinations, which will be super fun. So instead of going around the houses and doing what are we drinking, we're actually going to be doing three beers today. And we'll just announce what we're drinking as we go um, and as we do our pairing. Great. So let's uh, let's get on with the show. But uh, before we get into our first beer, let's just remind everybody, please, to like, share, subscribe, follow us, tell a friend, do all the things. We're at Beer Ladies Pod pretty much everywhere and Beer Ladies Podcast everywhere else. And we're also on Buy Me a Coffee or Buy Me a Beer. So if you'd like to consider helping the podcast fund itself, that would be grand. You can donate as little or as much as you want. Right. Oh, okay. Joanne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so Hello. much for joining us. Oh, thank we you. We are delighted me. to have you. <laughs> now, if we're gonna if we're gonna start off with our first beer pairing, tell us tell us your process of, you know, what you what you even thought about when you gave us suggestions for these beers, and then take us through the first pairing. So, because we're get, we're gonna do a couple of different things. Um, I wanted to pick things that, so we covered kind of all the main aspects of chocolate. So we've gone for a milk, we've gone for a white and we've got a dark. So we're running the gambit. Um, 
I like to pick like I like to go across everything because I like with me I'm one of those I'm a beer drinker I like to try everything I want to try all the different styles I want to try all the different flavors and I feel like we should be doing that with chocolate as well yeah yeah Yeah. also I'm a big lover of white chocolate and and chocolate with fruit in so I snuck a bit of that in there while while we were at it so we'll cover all the things I hope you find something that you really enjoy um when I was doing all of this that like there's going to be some unexpected things that come out of this because as you said like normally when you think of food and 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 beverage pairing you're like oh yeah yeah wine yeah that goes with everything but nobody really thinks about beer and there's so many different flavors and things that you can do with it so why wouldn't you pair it with like all the things (laughs) so our first one yeah so if you get so people do think of uh, beer and chocolate I think you're going to automatically think about stouts there are similarities between beer and chocolate um, and stouts have can often have that chocolate taste in them from the malt or from stuff that brewers have added um, and they've got that bitterness like the thing about beer and why it goes well with chocolate is because both beer and chocolate balance sweetness and bitterness to create the flavors that you like from it so that's why they go really well together so our first pairing I suggested was a stout with a milk chocolate. Lovely. Um, yes. So this is this is a nice, simple, this is kind of, we're going to go for a, almost a bit of a matchy-matchy um, pairing because, you know, it's chocolate potentially with a beer that's got chocolate flavours. So um, the, the equivalent of like double denim for beer and chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah exactly. That's what we're going for here. This is, this is the super simple way of doing it. Like that flavour is there that flavors there they're going to go together because it's the same flavor let's see what happens when we do it um so i have got i had to rummage through the fridge to see what (laughs) i'd got um and i found this oatmeal imperial stout from wild weather in the back of the fridge i've forgotten about and i was like oh let's drink that today um this is fun um i knew who i was this morning is from them so um (laughs) yeah yeah that's an alice an alice reference an alice in wonderland reference so we've got that Mm -hmm. Um, and I've got I've been sneaky with my chocolates <laughs> okay so, tell us more so when I like to pick things like in my beer school when I'm suggesting things to people I want to try and make it as accessible as possible mm-hmm. so I try and find so I, I know I will always advocate for you to go to local brewers go to your local bottle shops go to your local bars get things from there but for accessibility if you're just getting into this you can start by getting things from the supermarket in your regular shop. So um, you can just, just go down the chocolate aisle, see what they've got, grab a box of chocolates and give it a go. Um, but you can also go to your local chain chocolate shop. So, you know, a Thornton's or a Hotel Chocolat. Um, and then if you really want to step your game up, you can then go and find a local chocolatier. I was in the office in, in my for my day job. I was actually in the office in Canterbury the other day, and I went on a little check and found this tiny little purple shop in the back streets of Canterbury called Madame Oiseau, and she's a chocolatier and she makes chocolates. Um, so I have a little mix of everything <laughs> on my table for you. Um, so my chocolate that I've got with it, I've got a milk chocolate caramel. So obviously caramel is going to go well with a stout as well. And I have a milk chocolate praline, nutty with caramel as well. Um, 
by the way, ladies, I know that you're fans of a brown ale as well. <laughs> yeah. Milk chocolate yes. and praline is going to go really well Ooh, with a brown ale as well because it's going to pull out those nutty notes. So that that's what I've got. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so that sounds delicious. Yes. And that beer of yours, the, the name is fabulous. I Isn't love it? it. It's brilliant. Oh, I'm brilliant. excited for this one. So, Lisa, what have you got in terms of your chocolate and, and your stout, your milk chocolate and your stout? Yeah, so it's it's interesting we're starting with this one because I was, I was saying before we started recording, I last did a beer and chocolate pairing 10 or 12 years ago, long time now, but exactly like you're saying, Joanne, everything was a stout or otherwise dark. There was no other yeah. sort of variation. And you can see why the thought would be, ah, oh, well, they all go well together. Of course they do. But I'm really excited to see these other pairings as well. But to start off with, I've got the uh, Trouble Brewing Nocturne Milk Stout, so uh, local for, for us here in Dublin. And I also do have um, a chocolate that comes from County Kerry. So all the chocolates I have are going to be from the same uh, chocolate maker. So Brona, they are handmade Irish chocolates. These are wonderful. I'm going to start off with the milk chocolate with, with whole nuts. And so again, I love that idea with, with the nuts, bringing That's out that be little, perfect. little bit of flavor there. But yeah, with the brown ale too, that that would be really, really lovely. But um, big fan of these chocolates. Um, I often end up ordering directly from their, their website because in the part of Dublin I live, they're harder to get now than when I live just two kilometers away for, for whatever reason. But you know what? If I have to buy chocolate in bulk, it's not... Uh, There's not the, the north, south, north south divide of north, Dublin. North-south divide. But, but again, starting off with the Trouble Brewing Nocturne Milk Stout, which is a bit of a sweeter milk stout, mm. but I think it'll be, it'll be nice with the chocolate. I like the idea of a milk stout, actually, with, with the milk chocolate. Like, I think yeah. that's going to be lovely. Yeah, that's going to match really well. Yeah. Katie, what yeah. have you got, friend? So for beer, I have a Apex Oatmeal Stout. <laughs> Snap! <Hey>. <laughs> 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 From Wicklow Wolf. Um, I got this. I got a I'm I'm actually using a lot of stuff that I got for Christmas today. <laughs> it was in a gift pack that my sister gave me for Christmas and I, uh, I hadn't uh, drank it yet. So I was like, yeah, this is the perfect time. And I remember reading somewhere, I don't think I've heard it since, somewhere on Twitter that these guys, Wicklow Wolf, have now got an investor in the in the form of, is it Bono? I think it is oh, Bono. Really? Or, or you two or something. So I don't know what's going to be happening with them, but I think they're definitely a brewery to look for. These are a, a brewery in Wicklow, hence the name Wicklow Wolf. Um, and I know one of their brews they do is they they do their own hops a bit like, we'll say, Ballycogavan or whatever. Um, and every year they'll brew their own beer with their own hops. So that's mm. the beer. The chocolate, I have two different ones. So I'm going to start off with Lily O'Brien's, which is in, uh, can you see that? Oh, there we are. Yes. There yeah, you yeah. go. So that's kind of very accessible in Ireland. It's in all of the supermarkets. And I just have like a milk chocolate heart. It's a bit of white chocolate in it as well. That's uh, and that's also left over from Christmas. So I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how that survived, but it did. Lovely. <laughs> Okay, well, we've got the same beer, Katie. So clearly, oh, good taste. I'm just opening it there. So I've also got the Apex Oatmeal Stout, which um, I don't know what's going on with this camera view. There it is. All the blurring is making it difficult to see. Either which way. Um, I went I went shopping for beer today and I was actually really surprised because it is January. It's the end of January. We're still in the middle of winter. And I, that's the only start I could find. Oh, Literally wow. the only one that wasn't an imperial start, and I wasn't really in the mood to be honest. Like I just couldn't be asked yeah. to do an imperial start, and but that was only there was one imperial start and one start, and I was like, "This is mad." 
there should be more starts at this time of year. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, we've got Absolutely. plenty of cold to get through. It's still yes. it's going to be chilly. Yeah. We've still February got February and March. March. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then for my, my chocolate, I've gone super basic because I just thought um, I, I, was, I was your person, in uh, Joanne, in your story of just going to the grocery store yeah. because I just went to my local Little and I got a milk chocolate bar, the extra creamy one because I like it better. Um, but it's just a milk chocolate bar. And I'm, yeah, so I'm going a bit plain, but very excited. And I think the German supermarkets markets do lovely chocolate. They do, you yeah. know. Yeah, I actually really like their chocolate, and it's mm. uh, a good value for money. And there's lots of interesting ones there too. You know, if you don't want just the plain ones, yeah, um, I've got one of them for later. <laughs> so Joanne, while we're yes. pouring, and just just before we um, go and talk there, would you like to give us a very quick intro into how you even got into beer to begin with? Yes. So I have quite uh, an interesting background. So I've got a degree in costume for the screen and stage. Um, yeah. Um, so for those, for those listening, we all made, we all we made like, the surprise. I get, that reaction. <laughs> I get that reaction every time. So that's um, so what I did at university and I was a professional wardrobe supervisor in theatre for 10 years. Um, most of that time I spent working on cruise ships and like, so I was I ran the wardrobes for the production shows on there and while I was doing that I got to do some crazy things I worked for Nickelodeon um yeah me and Spongebob are really good friends that's so cool <laughs> um, um we did some charter cruises and I worked for Kiss um and got serenaded by Gene Simmons um, <laughs> um I worked with some extra long stars. yeah yeah oh, wow. he's incredibly tall as well like when he put because I they're they're like platforms so he's like seven foot tall once he's oh, got gosh. his platforms on <laughs> he's ridiculously tall um and then there's little me next to my money my money five foot three <laughs> there are some hilarious pictures um but did like I've done what I worked for like on while we were on the ships I've worked for Cameron McIntosh and and um Andrew Lloyd Webber doing their shows so it did all that for like 10 years um then decided didn't want to live out of a suitcase anymore so I came home um tried to get into the theatre industry in the UK that didn't happen so ended up going into design technology teaching textiles did a bit of um food technology while I was there but while I was on the cruise ships I like I didn't drink beer but we were on the cruise ships they said that the crew could only have beer and wine so when you were in the crew bar and you spent a lot of time in the crew bar in the evenings because you weren't really supposed to be up in, you know, with the passengers, we were below <laughs> the decks, you know. Um, one day someone was like, I'm going to get around in. I'm going to get beers. And I was like, oh, I don't drink beer. And they're like, well, try this one. And they stuck a Sam Adams Boston lager in my hand because a lot of what we had was American. And I was beer. like, oh, okay, fine. And I drank it. And I was like, oh, this has got like, it's got actual flavour. Because, you know, when you're, you know, when you're at uni and whatever, starting out, often you're being given the macro lagers and they don't really taste or anything. So that kind of just opened my eyes to what beer could be. Mm. And being lucky enough to be traveling to various different places in my job, um, I tried all the beers <laughs> and just found a real love for it. When I came back here to the UK, at the time I came back, it was about 2014. So everything was just kind of starting to get out. Um, I bought a lot of beers from supermarkets because that's what was available. Um, built up what I liked about beer. And I kind of got to a point where I was like, 
I think like, you know, teaching about food as well. I was like, I want to know more about what's in my glass. So I started learning about that, learning about tasting um, to the point where during lockdown, I'd heard about the Cicerone program and was like, you know what? Yeah, I've got a little bit more time on my hands at the moment. I was lucky enough to work all the way through. I'd finished teaching at this point and moved. And now I'm an IT coordinator for a homelessness charity. <laughs> so I've just got all these all these different things going on. <laughs> there's so many disparate stories yeah. there <laughs> you're, you're a mosaic <laughs> that's what you are yeah yeah I've got, I've got all these yeah. different like bits of skills for various different yeah. things um so was like well, well I've got a bit more time lucky enough to work all the way through but had a bit more time at home and in the evenings I was like oh you know what I'm gonna study for and take the certified beer server exam so I did that passed that in uh July 2020 and oh I'm still I, I'm still kicking myself I've got two questions wrong I got 97% I'm still salty about it because when I looked at them like because at the end it tells you which ones you got wrong and one I just read the question wrong because I was being quick oh, and the second yeah. one was yeah it was two beer styles that are almost identical and I just 50 50 picked the wrong one. Oh no still annoyed about it <laughs> you should be Pat yourself on the back for that 97% you right, got right. 97%, you know, so like, yeah, yeah, I got 97%, I guess that's Yay. okay. <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you. Um, so I got that and I was like, oh, what, what, what do I do now? What can I do with that? And after I'd kind of posted on Instagram, I'd got, I'd got my little certificate and everything. I got a lot of messages from women that I talked to that also drank beer and they were like, oh, like, how did you do it? And oh, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've got enough knowledge. And they talked about beer the same way I did. They did the same things. And I was like, you can do it. Like you just, I was like, you know, just read some of these things, you know, get this in your head. There's some bits you definitely need to learn. But I was like, you talk about beer as much as I do. You have the same level of knowledge. You can do it. And I realized that women don't have as much confidence in themselves mm. in that area as men do. Mm. And I was like, well, what can I do about that? I'm going to start a beer school so that I can help women be more confident about what they're doing. And so I started Love Beer Learning in probably about the end of August 2020. And um, I've been teaching teaching classes online about beer tasting. Uh, we have a blog and a YouTube channel. While I was doing that, I met Tori, who is my co-host on our podcast, <laughs> Women's, uh, a Women's Brew the podcast. And we were having we met uh, online during lockdown as I think a lot of people have and we were talking about the, the same subject like how women don't have the same confidence they're like they don't put their stuff out there as much and and she was just like oh, I'd really like to hear women's voices on a podcast why don't we do mm. one so we we started our own podcast to do that so the podcast, you. yeah you right see. you know yeah. I know you know yeah. <laughs> you're like right you know what we're just gonna do it ourselves <laughs> so we started that I started the beer school I've taught we've taught beer beer tasting classes um I've been invited to talk about beer tasting at a festival um uh, I've written some beer notes for um breweries and it's just kind of built up since then and there's like you know it's it's my little side hustle but Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make beer accessible to everybody Mm -hmm. like I often get the question oh is it just for women Oh man, can I join? Anyone can join Love Beer Learning's classes. You can listen to the podcast. You can watch the YouTube videos. You know, you can come give us a follow. 
come watch me do silly things on TikTok because I want to make it accessible for everybody and give everybody that confidence and to pick beers that you really like and then pair them with amazing chocolate. Mm. <laughs> um, put it back together. I love that. Although I really love the one you did the other day where it was like, what makes me a better beer taster than ah, you? And you're like, everyone's oh, loved, loved that one. it. Oh, it's everyone's just so good. That one. It was just so like, like accessible and empowering. Loved it. That's yeah. exactly so for those who what's... haven't seen yeah. that TikTok, so Joanne did one of those, you know, pointing at the things thing on the screen, except that she was pointing at nothing. So the question was, what makes me a better beer taster than you? She was pointing at nothing. And then she said, nothing. <laughs> you know, we're all, right. we're all, we right. all just need the vocabulary. That's it. And exactly. I love that about your stance because I think that you're completely right about women not having confidence and you see it in the job space as well. You know, there's, yep. there's this, um, I don't want to say an urban legend, but there's this um, stat that goes around every now and then, and I'm not sure how credible it is, but women apparently only apply for jobs when they've met 100% of the criteria, whereas men will apply when they've met 60%. Yeah. And it's it's the um, it's the way that I, I think we think differently. You know, we're so hard on ourselves. We're always striving for perfection when actually sometimes you just need a little bit of that's the word I was looking for because you, and I know you always say it, Joanne, but if you can taste it, it is there. Yep. You know? So it's just a matter of identifying what you're tasting and being a little bit conscientious about what you're doing, really. Yep. That's yeah. exactly what Love Bill Learning is about. Like, yeah. we're here to make everybody, like, just, you can do it. Don't anybody tell you, you that you can't. You know what you're tasting. And if you think it's delicious, then enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of delicious, should we try some yeah. chocolate? Yes. <laughs> this is lovely together by the way yeah really great and yeah, again see? even though it's the kind of you know i'll, I'll say basic one in air yep. quotes but yep. just so good there's a reason these two are the immediate ones to go together just really nice hmm. so is there a special way that we should be eating hmm. drinking i've just put chocolate in my mouth and literally <laughs> thought i needed to answer that question hmm. <laughs> so good ways of doing it I think you need to try a little bit of the beer, try a little bit of the chocolate. But then you kind of want to take a bite of chocolate, chew it up a little bit, but leave it on your tongue mm. and then wash it away with some of the beer. And then you're going to get a combination of those those different flavors all together. It's not so conducive for recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it does taste lovely. Listen, this oh, is just going to be great. a little bit of ASMR, you know. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think I thought this anyway, but I feel like the chocolate, because it's really sweet, it makes the beer more roasty, more bitter. So it makes it less sweet itself, obviously, which is intuitive, right? That yeah. makes sense to me. But I like it because it means that the beer isn't as sweet. Yeah. So one of the things um, when I was doing my research about beer and chocolate pairing is that they often say your beer should be less bitter than your chocolate. Now, I actually, this is like, which works quite for quite a lot of things. But I think milk chocolate and a stout go really well together. And it does that, like, you know, you're getting more of the roastiness from the stout and from the sweetness. You can do the balance the other way if that's what you want to try and if mm. that's what you enjoy. Interesting. So, do you think if you had a dark chocolate with, with a stout, it, the stout would be sweeter? Yeah, the it dark would pull out. More roasting? It would pull out more of that chocolate note in there. Mm. Um, you'd probably get a bit bit of the sweeter kind of creamier cough that you get from things. 
Okay, so now that we've had a stout and a milk chocolate, should we should we start talking about our second pairing? And yes. uh, and then we'll and then we'll ask you another few more questions there, Joanne. So tell us about the second pairing and how you came up with this. Yeah. So the next pairing, I am, as I said before, I'm a massive fan of white chocolate. Now, chocolate purists are going to tell you that white chocolate isn't chocolate <laughs> because it's not got any. Um, it's not really got cocoa in it. It's cocoa butter with sugar. Um, but I love it anyway. Me too. <laughs> now, white chocolate is very sweet. So you want something that has either got a bit more bitterness or a bit of acidity in it to balance out that sweetness. So what I found works really well with that is a fruited sour. Um, you want one like you could, you can kind of go for a fruited lambic, but you don't want one of the ones that's really like sweet fruit. Mm. You need that bit of acidity to cut through the sweetness of the white chocolate. Um, so I have got, uh, this is called Spirit of Nature Yuzu. Um, and it is from a brewery here. I don't know if they've got over to you yet, which are called Three Hills. They're quite up and coming over here yeah. in the UK, um, over here in England. And um, this is, so it's a yuzu sour. So they do, they do like kind of a set of these and they'll do a sour that's called Forbidden Fruit with the fruit. And then they kind of um, do a mixed fermentation version, which is their Ooh. spirit of nature and this is the mixed fermentation version. Yum. Um, Lovely. Yeah. Wow. I'm excited. I'm excited. And then I've got a little bar of white chocolate there. But also when I went to my chocolatier lady, she does white chocolate with lemon cream. Ooh, so I've got a little it. one of those as well. Yum. So, yeah. So Yuzu um, has that lemony quality to it if you've never had Yuzu. So I think these are going to go pretty well together. That sounds delicious. Oh my gosh, white chocolate and lemon is a match made in heaven. <laughs> uh, right. Katie, what have you got, friend? <laughs> so I'm not big into my fruit and sours, okay? Okay, that's fine. So I feel like I've kind of done my homework, but I haven't really. <laughs> so instead, I have a grisette. Ooh, so nice. I'm hoping it's That'll got a bit, of, a bit of farmyard in it so that it will yes. work. Uh, this one is from Whiplash, I Feel Space. And then for my chocolate... I went to my local chocolatier. So in Maynooth, there is a little cafe on the main street called L'Art du Chocolat. It's French. It's set up <laughs> by two French people. And I have, let's see if you can see this, Dulce Sesame Seed. Ooh, so it's white, white Ooh, chocolate yeah. and Sesame Street. But what I love about this cafe, and I could spend hours in there, you go in and you, they make the most amazing hot chocolates mm. from their chocolate. It is delicious, like caramel hot chocolate, white hot chocolate, milk hot chocolate, dark oh, hot chocolate. Um, you can sit at the back and they have like a big window and you can see into their chocolate workshop where they're making, doing all their mixing or whatever, putting them into molds. And it is, it is, you just, you just go into a trance and watch the people work. <laughs> so L'Art du Chocolat in Maynooth, I highly recommend it. That sounds like a nice combo with the sesame seeds. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, I'd never seen it. So I was like, I'm looking for yeah. some white chocolate. And she says, well, this one has white chocolate with sesame seeds. And I was like, oh, I'll try it's it. Sesame you Street. Know? <laughs> sesame seeds. It's only my second beer. I haven't even started it yet. <laughs> That's awesome. If you're not I think, really, I think grisette is great. Yeah. If you're not really into sours, then another thing that I found works really well with white is um, like a wit beer because you're getting... <gasps> that orange and the mm. spice 
goes really well with it. So I think the grisette's going to go, oh, I love a grisette. I think that's going to go really well. Uh, the Belgian yeast spiciness, I think it's going to go with that perfectly. Delicious. Good choice, Katie. Lisa, what have you got? Mm. So I have the Brewmaster uh, and, let's see, Dundalk Bay Brewery, Getter Brewed, limited edition collab. So it looks like they've collabed Ooh. with all these various people, but it's their mango and passion fruit sour. Um, but again, like, you know, otherwise kind of very, you know, almost traditional sour, you know, 3.8%. So we're kind of in a Berliner Weiss-ish zone somewhere. Um, but Perfect. I've got that paired with the uh, Brona. Oh, again, uh, white chocolate. And I, I'm also one of those people who thinks white chocolate is massively underrated when you get a good one it's just so good but yes it can be very sweet so i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how these go together because i think there mm. will be a a nice little nice little sort of bite to it so very mm. excited yeah Mm, absolutely okay so i've got a white hag puka so that's the dry hop lemon sour with berry hibiscus and ginger Ooh. Christ. Anyway, it's gonna be great. <laughs> but I think I think that's going to be lovely, and I think because of lemon and because I love lemon and white chocolate, um, I think it'll be lovely. And I've just got again the plain old white chocolate from Little supermarket variety, but I'm very excited for because it, it is delicious. All right, so let's see how this one tastes, Joanne. Yeah, the little. Oh, there we The little hot chocolate, it, white chocolate is absolutely mm. divine. I really, really like that, I must say. While you're all trying it, you know, I, go, mm. I said I'd chat. <laughs> this is so interesting. Mm. Oh, that's a, yeah. That's really nice. Mm. So that acidity yeah. is going to cut through the sweetness. But the oh, sweetness of the nice. white chocolate is going to bring out like the funkiness and the, and the tartness of whatever fruit's in there. Like I like... Um, if you're not sure kind of what I'm talking about when I say that kind of thing, think about like a, like a vanilla or white chocolate cheesecake with a fruit coulis added on the side. Like mm. that tartness that you get from that coulis just kind of lifts the sweetness of the of the cheesecake. And that's exactly what we're doing with this beer and chocolate pairing. That's really this is a fantastic yeah. combination. Yeah, love this idea. I once had um, a white chocolate with lavender in it. Uh, now that would be interesting mm. to pair with. You'd have to get just the right thing. You wouldn't want to too unbalance the flavors. But I think if you got just the right thing, it'd be really interesting. Hmm. That's really nice. And it works so good with the grisette as well. Mm. And I must Yay. say, the, the sesame seeds in this are actually delicious it can only be delicious mm, it, yeah. it just sounds amazing it's so good and they work Man, so well great. together i am i am thoroughly impressed I, I i feel like now i'm going to drink so many more sours and white chocolate is literally my favorite white chocolate chocolate and 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 those those chocolate purists who tell us it's not chocolate can just jump into the sea honestly because <laughs> white chocolate is delicious <laughs> but this is fantastic oh i'm such a fan yeah, and I wouldn't have thought of it. It's such an it's it's such a sort of uh, you know out of the box pairing, but it just makes sense when you think about you know kind of the flavor chemistry. You're like, oh, of course, but you know, unless you try it, it you know, it's not top of mind. But it's really lovely. Oh, it is lovely. I just love it. I'm so I'm a massive fan of white chocolate. I'm a massive fan of fruity sours. I was like, this is the perfect thing. Mm. This is a great one. Oh my gosh. Okay. So while we're busy savoring and enjoying this combination. So Joanne, how has your beer school gone? You know, what, what are you finding in terms of 
the women that come into beer school um what are their um what are their biggest things what what's holding them back i think it's like we all know hoppy and malty but what do hoppy and malty actually mean mm. because there's so many different types of malts there's so many different types of hops and you know your german hop is going to be very different from your american hop so just saying oh yeah this beer's hoppy that's not going to explain anything to anyone um so i like to do in my course build your beer vocabulary well slide that slide that in there nicely absolutely um <laughs> we do and this is something that i learned through my journey and that i found really useful so i wanted to share it with other people we can we all have we all have different experiences of food and our cultures and our backgrounds like we've all got all these different things but we all know food we may know different types of food but we we can equate flavors in food fairly easily or we can go get that food and try it and then add that to our flavor vocabulary so one of the things i do is i do sensory exercises so we'll do a lesson on hops we'll have a little chat about you know what hops are do a basic overview but then i'll be like right you need to have bring a variety of citrus fruits a variety of tropical fruits um and you're going to taste them and you're gonna you're gonna smell them you're gonna eat them you're gonna you know or you're gonna juice them and smell or taste the juice and you then know how you are going to pick up lime or lemon or or pineapple or grapefruit because you're like okay it's calibrating your palate to say this is how I recognize that fruit or Mm. then we do malts and so malts is a fun one because you then end up with a plate of like bread and nuts and chocolate and some coffee to smell and honey and all all the tasty little nibbly things that you just Mm. want to eat plate full of those because we all taste things differently and the person next to you can say oh yeah well I'm getting loads of grapefruit from this but when you smell it you might be like oh is that is that grapefruit you might not pick up grapefruit in the same way like I I'm terrible if I've got a beer that's got mosaic hops in it it smells like broccoli (laughs) but I know when I smell a beer that smells like broccoli i'm like oh there's there's mosaic in that (laughs) so it's how you pick up those aromas and flavors so by doing that sensory exercise you know that that's that's how you pick up that particular flavor and then Mm. you can use those words we all understand because we all understand food words to describe your beers once you can describe your beers with words that other people will recognize as well then when you go oh i want you know i really like a beer that's grapefruity and piney then people go have this one because that's what it's got in it and then you can pick beers that you're going to enjoy every time Mm. so that's what that's what we do have you found that people coming onto your course have found beers that they love because they are now paying attention to different styles of beer um we do on my so my course kind of starts you off with that understanding more what's in your glass the next step is then my beer membership which is um the beer tent society and we look at a different beer style every month um my members in there will get together monthly for a live tasting and going through that like I've got one one of our members is like he's Scottish he's got like there's particular beers that he's drunk over and over and over again and I'm like 
this week we're going to drink Gers. <laughs> this month, go get yourself some Gers. And he's like, oh. and he's really good. He goes and gets them. He's like, oh, okay. And he comes and he does and he drinks them. And I, he was just like, oh, so, no, I had a Gers when I first started drinking beer. And he was like, I, I nearly made me stop drinking beer. And I was like, let's, let's try again. We're going to try again. So we got the Gers out. We talk about the history of it, why it takes, like we go through the BJCP style guidelines, what we're supposed to expect in the glass. And then we'll taste a, like a couple or a, or three or so. I t- at least two. I tend to like three, so we can compare and see what differences there are. Um, and we'll we'll try them together. And at the end of the Gers episode, he was like, "I actually like these. <laughs> it's not made me want to stop drinking beer." <laughs> so it's it's Win. about yeah, it is about finding those different things because people like if you're going into a, a bar, you might just be like, "Oh yeah." I like pale ales. I'm going to get the pale ale. You might not have the confidence to try that new beer. So by join, by trying these different ones every month, at, well, he doesn't like brown ales. <laughs> Fucking, I don't trust him. I, know, I, was, I was right. I was, I was very disappointed. He didn't like brown ales. <laughs> Couldn't get behind that. But, um, that, but that's it. Now he knows. He's just like, I don't like brown ales. I'm not going to try anymore. I, yeah. You know, I might try one every now and then, but. I know that I'm going to pick this beer over whatever else is available. So it's, it's, it's good. It's how, it's how you learn what you like. Mm. I've, I've always just thought that there is a beer out there for everybody. And 100%. I think you, just, you just have to find it, you know. There's, there is something there for everyone. There's so many beer styles that you, you can't not. Surely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man, this, this sour and white chocolate, this has changed my life. Oh. <laughs> I'm just my, sitting my, here my little... munching away. It's <laughs> like, it's like, am I on a podcast right now? Am I supposed <laughs> to be saying stuff? Sorry, I'm totally distracted. Enjoying, just enjoying the afternoon. Hmm. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Oh, I know this is great. Oh my gosh. Okay, so what are we going to do for our third pairing then? Right. So I left this one to the end because this one's um, got the most intensity. So as well as thinking about matching flavors and about kind of flavors that will go together or will cut through each other um you are going to want to match intensity so i have got a 70 percent dark chocolate um just got this one's just from tesco's um but it's got lime and sea salt in it now a very rich dark chocolate you're going to want to pair it with an intense beer. And it turns out that dark chocolate with salt or spice goes really well with an IPA. So mad. I've got, right, it's mad. Like, And I read that and I was like, that can't be right. And I tried it with just a, like a lint bar of dark chocolate with salt. And I was like, oh, <laughs> because when you add salt to something, it just kind of, it just enough, just lifts it. And if you've got spice, that's going to pair really well with the intensity of the bitterness that's in the beer from the hops. So my beer is from Liquid Light, who are in Nottingham. Um, it is a husband and wife co-owned brewery, and they do like I like we are now friends with Grace from Liquid Light. We love her; she's great. She started something called Smash the Pintriarchy, uh, mm-hmm. which was a zine it. to help. Um, um, amplify women's voices in brewing and in beer um she's working on trying to get that out to different places so look up liquid light and look up smash the pint and this is their 
green tambourine so your um all of their artwork is done with like the 60s um like lava lamp type art cool. with the oil paint in water and at their tap room they have this kind of art actually happening and it's projected on the walls oh, cool. while you're there wow. it's so fun and it's like she's kitted out, they've kitted out their tap room it's been like one of those little industrial states like all the little breweries are but she's kitted it out with stuff and she's like she says that she likes to think that it looks like your grandma's living room because it's just like cabinets with like weird trinkets and lava lamps and and things on and it's just it. so like 60s living room with the art going on in the walls and they just make amazing beer so this is green tambourine all of their stuff is also named um, with music in in mind as well Love it. Um, and this is their mountain ipa which is a combination of west coast and east coast ipa so i think this is going to be really interesting with my lime and salt me. dark chocolate combination of west coast and east coast yeah, lots, so, of, lots of late dry hopping or late additions but also lots of early so, additions <laughs> it says it's a combination of juice and resin with a crisp finish hmm. um, and they brewed the beer with brand new wet yeast strain gen one from okay. their friends at murphy and son so i think that's going to be interesting interesting cool. wow yeah Sounds good. Okay, so IPA with dark chocolate with either salt or chili, like or spice. Okay, yeah, so Katie, spice. what have you got? So my IPA that I have is uh, New England IPA. It's a Glantian from White Hag, who are based in Sligo. And uh, I'm wondering if this year there's going to be a Hag Stravaganza that we can all go oh, to. Maybe, maybe, maybe mm. not. Um, for and yet again, I've done my homework, but not very well. So I have. <laughs> there are no wrong answers. No wrong answers. I have no, dark. I, I got dark chocolate from Lart du Chocolat, but they didn't have any salted or chili dark chocolate. So um, I'm just going to have to work with that. I have salted milk chocolate, which I don't think <laughs> is going to work. Okay, so mm. I'm an experiment, right? Try both. Yeah, yeah. Try both. Both. Exactly. which one you enjoy. Or you can also get like some sea salt flakes. That might be interesting yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yum. Okay, so Lisa, what have you got? What have you got for your pair? So I have the Metal Man Brewing Heliocentric Orbit, uh, which is their session IPA. But the thing I love about this is while it's lower key ABV wise, it's it's got a real punch to it from a kind of hop bitterness perspective. And again, I love, and thank goodness more and more brewers are doing this. They tell you exactly what hops they have on it. And I'm like, thank you. I love them. that. Exactly that you can know, like, I like that. I don't like that. Or I prefer X or Y when they're together. So love that it's it's you know it's got some eldorado it's got some citra and it's got a real you know again for a beer that is you know four percent it's got a real punch to it so i'm really looking forward to trying this with my brona uh salt and chili and again this is something we we go through a lot of this in our household it is a delightful um really really good um and i'm gonna say spicy let, let me see what's a nice way to say this and katie keep me honest it's spicy even even for ireland if you understand what i mean so uh it's one where i'm like oh no this still actually has spice so thank goodness it's it's really good so really curious to see how these two blend together totally the irish palate was raised on potatoes so it's like (laughs) any anything slightly slightly spicy oh it's too spicy for me and it's like people coming from other countries who are used to 
used to a bit of anything, any flavor. <laughs> no, it's not. Come on. Friend, friend of the podcast, Paul, once said, you know, Ireland, where mayonnaise is considered spicy. And <laughs> this was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. It's actually very funny. So, so Joanne, maybe it's a good thing you're not drinking my beer then, because I have a mosaic IPA from. Uh, it would definitely like it would taste okay, but it would definitely smell like broccoli to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I actually love mosaic. That's one of those hops that I really am drawn to. Whereas, funny enough, like you cannot, which was called Equinox before, you cannot hate. It tastes like green pepper. It's just awful. It's like smell. green pepper. Yes, yeah, me totally. too. Totally. Yeah. yeah so weird like i so i avoid it if i can i've had one or two beers where it's clearly the the minor edition as opposed to the major yeah. edition and then it's okay but jeepers not not a hop that i like so so i've got Hi. a mosaic ipa from whiplash it seems to be a new one um electro bank and it's got maris otter oat malt wheat malt which i think is very standard for whiplash and then carapels and mosaic so it's a single hopped ipa which mm. i think is very cool okay. i like that idea and then for my chocolate i've got good old little Salted dark chocolates. I think it's like a 60 or 70% cocoa content and it's got salt in it. I've had this chocolate before. It's lovely. So very excited to, to see this intensity. Oh, open that up. Have some ASMR in your ears. So Joanne, if you're looking at um, pairing beer and chocolate, do you start with the chocolate or do you start with the beer? Uh, I think it depends on what it depends it can be either like I think I think if you're really just starting out and you're not really sure where you want to go get some chocolates that you like get a box get a mixed box of chocolates grab some beers that you like and just try all of the things all together and Mm. see what you really like like that's the easiest way of doing any kind of food and beer pairing is grab some beers you like grab some chocolate snacks cheese that you like and just try them and see what works for you uh, because there's all like you know, there can be all these rules and things about it and you can read and read and read about it but at the end of the day it's what you it's what you enjoy and you might enjoy something that isn't you know on the on the list air quotes <laughs> so give it a go um with these because i wanted to give you a range of things i picked the chocolates and then paired styles with it from there um, but you might have particular beers that you really enjoy that you want to have if you're going to do a tasting of them with friends, family, loved ones. Um, and so then you can go like think about what pairs with those well. Or it might be what you can get hold of. Like maybe you want to do it from a local brewery and it's whatever beers they've got. And then think about what what chocolates pair with them. I finally got into my beer, into my chocolate. It's, it's very well packaged. <laughs> I was thinking about earlier was I was at my off license and I, I was looking at one of those imperial stats and it might be lovely but but for me where they'd thrown literally every ingredient you could in it like there was coconut yeah. there was orange there were you know all these other things I was like it might be nice but how do you pair that with anything it was just so many different yeah, so many flavors things. so I was like but there may be one thing that's just a great perfect fair pairing for it but I was like maybe another day I'm, I'm not going to try that one today but it was I don't know it was just like a you know a conundrum what do you do with it this is delicious. So sometimes mm, it works really well, right? Yeah. Wow. I don't think I picked the best beer. <laughs> so I think because it's this West Coast, East Coast mix, I think it needs more fruitiness with 
the mm. with the the bitterness to work mm. really well with the chocolate but this is another thing like you can be like oh yeah we'll, tr- we'll try that together and then maybe it doesn't quite work so then try something else um i think this would have been better with possibly if it had i was hoping i had an ipa somewhere that had um a hop in it that had a bit of like lemon and lime in it mm. but i didn't have one in the fridge so i went uh-huh. with this one um but because it's the lime because it's got the lime and the sea salt in it but the dark chocolate works quite well with the bitterness in the beer so that's you know sometimes it doesn't quite work and that's okay just try a different beer with it i did it with cheese i mm. tried it because there's a big thing like everyone's like oh stout with blue cheese that's amazing it's like dessert so i tried it and i grabbed whatever stout i had and the stout that i had when i'd first had it it was quite chocolatey mm. but i got one that I'd, I'd held on to for a couple of months and i hadn't drunk it yet and it had actually the flavour had doled down to a bit more coffee and mm. that didn't go so well with, with blue cheese. So sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't as good. Um, I think you need like more, you need that intensity and it was, it was more of a stout than an imperial stout. So I needed mm. a, something with a bit more oomph to it to really go with the strong, uh, strong flavours of the blue cheese. So, you know, sometimes it might not work, but that's okay. That's why we're tasters to see what Absolutely. we like and what we don't like mm. and still sold on the idea of this brewery it sounds phenomenal like oh weekend trip we could all when it's safe to do so again fly over and have a lovely lovely long weekend to all the kind yeah. of yeah in, in yeah. nottingham it's amazing <laughs> more and more places to visit speaking of how are the um covid restrictions lifting where you are joanne you're in canterbury aren't you yes yeah i'm in canterbury um so the other day they decided we didn't need to wear masks anymore. Oh. Um, people are still wearing masks. I'm still choosing. Yeah, you can still wear a mask if you choose to. Um, I'm I'm still choosing to. Um, it's. I think we're opening up a lot more. Um, we've like you know working from home has stopped. It was literally a uh, tomorrow. Working from home is going to stop. <laughs> so yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. <laughs> Does, does it feel as if things are changing as suddenly as they did when we first went into the pandemic? I think now we've got more of an idea about it, but I think like I think there's I don't know if there's enough of a good balance between being too tight and being too open. Mm. Um, like you've been able to go to a pub or restaurant since before Christmas. They decided that you couldn't have office parties. Like you couldn't get together and eat food in your office, but you could go to the pub with loads of strangers, which didn't make any sense to us. Like we'd, my, my team had decided that we were going to do like a pizza lunch in the office. We got COVID secure office, like like our risk assessments and everything. It's really, really robust. We were going to do that. Then they said, no, everyone's got to work from home again. So we couldn't do that. We weren't allowed to do that. But if we'd have chosen to, we could have all gone to the pub down the road with loads of strangers and just sat there and had our, our Christmas thing. We chose not to because we, we were all very cautious about, about that time just before Christmas. Um, but, yeah, it's some – and I think there's there's kind of a – yes, hospita- hospitality's had a really hard time of it. We do need to support those. But then they don't think about that because then they go, oh think about where you're going and choose carefully so then people go oh actually I'm not going to do that quick pub trip 
So then hospitality gets hit again. But it's not. But they were like, oh, but we didn't tell people not to go to the pub. <laughs> you didn't do it explicitly. <laughs> implied it, yeah. But you've implied <laughs> it that they shouldn't be doing casual pop into the pubs because that might be where you get COVID. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's oh, it's interesting. Well, support you know your what? locals, everybody. <laughs> yeah, just do that. I, I got to the pub for the first time since lockdown yesterday my local pub and it was actually just lovely to sit in a pub in public and have a draft like that was great but yeah. like you don't realize how much you miss a draft beer until yeah. you go and have it again for the first time because you're like it's yeah. fine I've got beer I've got bottles I've got cans blah 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 but then you go and have like an actual draft beer and you're like oh yeah this is Remember why I enjoy that, that so much yeah <laughs> right totally. yeah yeah no, totally but I mean you during some part of the lifting of restrictions to and you went to a beer fest recently ish which for me seems foreign at this point because we just haven't had beer fests for over two years just about yeah so how was that and 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 are you looking forward to more beer fests this year yeah so I managed to go I managed to go to a few last year actually I was quite surprised um the first one I went to I think was May maybe it was quite early like it like we our restrictions got lifted in about April, mm. end of April. And I think, I, no, it must have been June, early June, I think. I, but it was a camping beer festival. Oh, okay. So it was all outside. Um, so that was really nice because it was there was lots of space. You felt like if you were in a situation where there was too many people, you could get away. They were really good about it up until the kind of the last night. And then there was, so it was music and and beer festival um and the beers were under kind of open tents and that last night like everyone was crammed into where the beers were okay. and i i there was one that one tent that was quite quiet and another that was just full of people and i popped over to see someone that i knew on one of the bars and then i went i'm going no <laughs> no i'm getting out of this situation because people were like people were really close and you're like you are too close to me still I don't want you that close to me um, but there was space for you to be able to do that I then went to one in London that was inside in the summer um that was there was more people there than like in the space than I expected but it was okay because I think I'd just been to the theatre Oh wow! And I'd, that was the weird. So that was the weirdest. The first time I went to the theatre. So we've been to the theatre a few times, and they had it where they had spaces between each group. Oh right, right. right. And our local theatre had actually made like little cardboard people. Oh really? <laughs> that they sat in the seat, so they still looked like they had a full, full That's audience, amazing. and they'd got like oh. some local artists. Yeah, it was really fun. They, they'd got a local artist to like paint. Um, actual cele- like celebrities so there was all these there was like a Shakespeare and a and a Queen Elizabeth the first and then like Paul O'Grady and like <laughs> all these random people just sat in the audience I got like I was sat next to Mick, Mick Jagger <laughs> like in, in your seat and that was quite nice because you were like okay yeah we've got our little space and there's supposed to be other people and then we went a couple of months later and because it, it, it was after it was like nobody needs masks indoors anymore everything's fine and there was somebody like sat right next to me and I was, and they're like, their elbow touched mine. And I was like, Oh, yeah. this is weird. <laughs> Cause it has been like the first time in about 
a year and a half that I'd been yeah. that close to a stranger. <laughs> like I didn't even get that close to people at work that I knew relatively like no, quite well, but not, you know, weren't family. And this absolute stranger was like sat right next to me. And I was like, oh, this is weird. This and is I literally sat there and yeah. went, am I comfortable <laughs> with this? Because then you look around the theatre and you're like, there's all these people in. We didn't, no one's wearing masks anymore. Because me and my dad went in with masks and then we were like, okay, nobody's wearing masks. So we feel weird. We're going to take it off. No one was wearing a mask. And I was like, oh, am I, am I actually comfortable with this? And I was like, right, so I either get up because I'm not comfortable with it and not get to see the show or I deal with it and see the show. And I was like, I'm in my seat now. I'm just going to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, you really want to see this. I really <laughs> want to see this show. I'm like, I'm here now. To be fair, if I'm going to get it, I've probably already got it. So, <laughs> so yeah, oh, so that was really yeah. strange. But after that, you kind of, like, you have got to re- like acclimatise yourself to it. Yeah. And still now, yeah, like, yeah. walking, the streets are getting more busy. Like, being in, like, working in the city centre, like there's still a lot of people and they're still like, I'm like, you're too close to me. I've got really used to you being far away. Please stay far away. <laughs> yeah. And there are some things that I'm like, why can't we keep these? Why can't we keep table service? Like people can go to the bar if they want. Yeah. But let's keep table service, you know, things like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So there was a big them. debate on that in one of the beer groups um, and people that like were proprietors of pubs and things were like no no it's too expensive we like, we have to get more staff on we haven't got enough money to pay people as it is you've got to do that and um but a lot of consumers preferred it so then you've got a way up like if it's more expensive I can understand that's difficult but if it's what your consumers want where's where are you draw where's where do you draw the line it's really it's really you know? strange because coming from South Africa where table service is the standard um it was strange to me to come here and it not be the norm. <laughs> so, so now during COVID, when everything became table service, I was like, oh, yes, this feels much more comfortable. <laughs> this is much more familiar yeah. to me. Thank you. Yeah. I'm very happy yeah. with this. Although equally, this, it's nice when you're like, oh, my, my glass is empty. It's nice now just to be able to get up and be like, yeah. 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 One more, yeah. please. Yeah. yeah. But again, that, I mean, that's, that's exactly my last, like, oh, I just want to get back to going to the theater again. I've, I've seen two shows since we've come back, but it's, it's not enough because I'm a big theater nerd and I want to be yeah. out and see things. So soon, soon, I think more is mm. more is coming. But that'll be my we'll know we're kind of back to normal ish when I can you know, go to a regular pub before go to the theater and then it, it just feels normal. We're not quite there yet, but that's yeah. my that's going to be my kind of litmus test. My litmus test, I think, yeah. is going to be when the homebrew club start meeting up again. In person, you know, yeah. In person. Yeah. And Joanne, I know you're also a home brewer. So yes. have you brewed anything recently? And what are you brewing next? So I haven't brewed anything recently. Um, I did quite a lot, like the first year of lockdowns, so like 2020, I did a lot. Then I started Love Beer Learning and it was like, I have like no time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just constantly working on stuff for that. Yeah. Um, I managed to get a few brews in. I think the last thing I brewed... We did the we did a homebrew version of Brave Noise, oh, um, and yeah, and um, I got Tori, my co-host on a Women's Brew podcast. She came to my house. She'd never brewed before, so I was like, "Right, your first one. Let's do a Brave Noise beer because that just works for everything." Um, so we did that, and she learned how to brew. It was really funny. <laughs> the sparge took because I just do a five I do a five liter batch okay. in pots on my kitchen stove. Like mine's mine's really small. Um, I was teaching I was like right so you're gonna do you're gonna do the the louter and the, and the sparge like 
I was like, that's the, you know, that's the bit that takes forever. So you're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like when you go to, when you go do a, um, a, a collab at, an, at another brewery, they're like, you're the visitor. You get to clean out the mash tub. Right. <laughs> if you visit with yes. me and you're going to brew with me, you got to do the sparge. That's because it's yeah. <laughs> lots of lifting up the grain and t- tipping water and stuff through it. That took her an hour. It not like my longest usually takes me about 30, 40 minutes for like a, like a heavy <laughs> stale. Yeah. Um, that, that just this is just a pale ale and it took because you didn't want to lose any and I'm like you're gonna yeah. lose some it's fine you're gonna make a mess it's absolutely fine but so we brewed that um that's come out quite well we've uh we've drunk it together but we are doing uh we are going to a brave noise brew with a commercial brewery next month spoilers um so we're saving it to take with us there um I haven't brewed anything since then but I have one in the works um in February because where I'm very small I haven't really got proper temperature control mm-hmm. so if I want to do a lager I have to do it in February because then I can put it in the shed <laughs> because then it's really cold hope it's cold um so yep. I'm yeah because it's cold enough like if it gets a bit too cold I just wrap some blankets around it it's fine <laughs> there's gonna be some home brewers that are like no it works out it comes out fine calm down um, <laughs> exactly but I have a plan <laughs> yeah I have a plan to do uh, an Oktoberfest that I then want to bottle and leave until like September, October time. Um, And I have just been doing my studying for my uh, certified, for my certified Cicerone training. And we were learning about decoction mashing and I've, I've heard about it and I was like, Oh, that sounds really, no, it sounds complicated, but learning about it for that's really kind of broken down the steps of it. And I was like, Hmm. I could do a decoction mash on my Oktoberfest and see how that goes. You know, it's only a five litre batch. So I'll probably mm. just have the decoction bit in a saucepan. Yeah. So that makes yeah. it a lot easier. So I'm going to get, I'm going to give that a go. Try for a richer multi flavor on my Oktoberfest and see how it goes. Sounds awesome. I mean, I think decoction mashes. Um, so for those who don't know, decoction mash is when you, mm. you almost double mash um, with your grain so you you take out the initial mash you reduce it down further and you kind of mash again and guys feel free to jump in if I've gotten it all wrong but it it develops a more rich more multi-flavor and some people yeah. use it even for pilsners and lagers um you know it's not just for really rich multi beers it can be for like a lot yeah. of different kinds of beers stouts for instance so it, it develops something really complex and rich um and very well known in the Czech and German breweries if I'm not mistaken very much a thing um that honestly just sounds like a complete faff to me but i'm sure it's <laughs> well, worth it i'm sure when it's i was worth reading it, like... about it i was like that sounds like a lot of work but i was like you know I'm, I'm gonna get like it's gonna it's gonna add time onto my brew day which is already like four hours and i was like you know what yeah i'm gonna do it once mm. and see what happens and then i'll just yeah. be like that was a lot for like hopefully there'll be a good payoff <laughs> Yeah. yeah, if there isn't, I'll be like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, you got to but try I like one. Fact. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that you do five liters. So- sorry, Katie, I keep going over you there. Oh no, 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 I was just saying, report back to us on yeah. whether we should bother. Yeah, yeah, I will. Mm. I will. Mm, absolutely. But I really like the fact that you do sort of five liters at a time. You know, when I when I get my kit out, I'm generally doing like twenty liters, so it feels like something I really need to kind of plan and yeah. do and then it's a day you know it's not it's not even actually yeah. six hours of my time but it just feels like a day <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's but I think a we, five we even liter, have a three liter right? kit for really experimental oh, yeah? stuff so yeah that's a oh, nice fun. thing to just that's kind of cool you know burn it well up and see what my happens. friend yeah. found some 
like she was on one of like the Facebook marketplace or something. And she was like, oh, someone near me has got some brew, like some bottles and things that they don't want anymore. Do you want me to grab it? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Like thinking it was like, you know, a couple of Demi Johns and hands yeah. in the bottles. I ended up with like boxes full of glass <laughs> Demi Johns and like oh, crates of bottles. Like some of it I've, I've palmed off on other homebrews. <laughs> I was like, can I get these? But there were smaller cider bottles that are probably oh. about two and a half to three litres. And I was like, oh, I could use those for split batches to put like different flavors yeah. in. So I've cleaned those up and I've got them satisfied. I haven't, I like, that's the plan. I haven't actually planned what recipe I'm going to split batch yet. But you know, they're there for when I, when yeah, that. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. We're happens. doing that. Yeah, we're doing that with mead. We're putting different flavorings mm. in and seeing what happens. So that's fingers awesome. crossed yeah. in two years, it'll, <laughs> it'll yeah. be delightful. So listen, speaking of experimentation, <laughs> I ran out of my dark chocolate with salt. So I've been drinking my IPA with my white chocolate. And actually, How's I want that? to tell you that it's delicious because I think that this this IPA is not in a bad way, but it is it's quite like grassy. Um, mm-hmm. and actually the white chocolate really rounds it and makes it feel oh, more nice. or taste yep. more fruity. I don't know how that yeah. works, but it works. It's crazy. Yeah. Love yeah. it. And I've yeah. tried my yeah, yeah. IPA with try all the chocolates. The dark chocolate mm. and my milk salty chocolate and oh the salt in the milk chocolate it just picks it up mm. so good so it doesn't have to be dark yep. chocolate it can be a salty a salted milk go. chocolate as well there mm. we go we're discovering we go. as we go <laughs> it all yes. works it all works and just do do what tastes right to you like mm. don't be listening to no, you, there's no hard and fast rules on this it's what's it's what's delicious yeah no, this is this is awesome. This has been super fun, Joanne. Like, I think I think we should start wrapping up here. But let's give everybody all of the various places that you are on on the internet. Because my goodness, I've never met a busier woman in my life than oh, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I do it to myself, like just in all. The I places. admire it honestly, but my goodness. <laughs> Um, so okay. Love Beer Learning has a website, which is uh, lovebeerlearning.co.uk. You can come there. I've got a blog there. There's links to the podcast there. Um, lot, all, like You can pretty much find all the ways out to everywhere else to find me on the website. Um, I'm mostly hanging out on Instagram, and there I am at Love Beer Learning. I've got a Facebook page as well. Yeah, like I'm, I'm there. Come and say hi if you want to, but not people don't really come and say hi to me there. So I'm there. Come and say hi if you're on Facebook instead. Um, I'm also on TikTok. The TikTok's going pretty well at the moment. Um, come and see me do silly little videos there. Um, I'm on Twitter. I don't get through. I, like I'm on. We're on Twitter because some people were recommending the podcast on Twitter, but um. I don't really get Twitter. I've never really got into the whole beer Twitter thing. So we're there. If, you know, come say hi to me. I'll get the notification and I'll come and say hi back. Um, I'm also on Pinterest because apparently if you want to capture women, Pinterest is the place to do it. <laughs> so we're on, we're on Pinterest trying to say hi to you all. Um, but you do I have, have some lovely podcast. downloadables. You've got some like downloadable yes. beer tasting sheets and things yes. in your Etsy so, store. And that's great for Pinterest. Yeah. So if you want to do... It, linking nicely to pinterest if you want to do a beer and chocolate pairing like this and you're not really sure how you want to do it i have a beer and chocolate pairing kit of printables on the etsy shop now you can get to that through the website or if you come to instagram it's in my link in bio um, it's literally a kit with a guide from me telling you how to taste beer how to taste chocolate how to put them together with some suggested pairings if you're not sure there is um, a printable 
tasting score sheet. There's also um, a flight board, so you can have a nice little board, like printed out. Put your glasses on it. Put your chocolate on it. Write in it what they are for your guests. This will go really well for if you want to plan something for Valentine's Day or a date night, or if you just want to have fun with some friends. This is a kit for you. Uh, we have beer tasting kits there as well, and I'm gradually building up pages for a beer journal. So let me know what things you want in a beer journal and we'll be creating those and putting those in the Etsy shop as well. Brilliant. Gosh. Yeah. And, and everybody, this is one podcast to another, but please yeah. check out a woman's brew because Joanne and yeah. Tori speak also every week about all sorts of different topics and they interview guests and they're doing education and there's so much going on. And I love, I love the podcast. It's I've still got loads of episodes oh, to catch you. up on because I'm never <laughs> up to date, but, but I, I love we're, we're listening like, to you. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but when we started doing it, we were like, Oh yeah, we'll put one out a month. And then we ended up putting out one a week and like, now we're like, <laughs> okay, well, we've got to put, put one out once a week, but we, we're like, we have so many things. We've got brewers and breweries that want to talk to us. Um, sneaky the next one it may be out already once you hear this but we've done one about cool ships that's really interesting we've got some interesting uh, breweries coming up this year that we want to chat to um we're we're going to go on the road and we're going to go to some different places Uh, if you want to work out your beer adventures and we're going to go there's an episode out about how to plan a beer adventure and recommendations for how you can do that there may be a printable coming out for that. So follow the Etsy shop to see that. But all the things are happening in Love Beer Learning. So come, mm. just come and say hi. Brilliant. Joanne, you really are a woman of many talents and you are so busy. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm so, I'm so thankful so that you made, <laughs> I'm so grateful <laughs> that you made time to chat to us today and take us through some. It's been amazing. Chocolate and beer. Who knew guys? Who knew? I think, I, I don't know about you guys, but that white chocolate and sour for me was the, yeah. was the most like unexpectedly good thing I've tasted in such a long time. <laughs> Incredible. Totally. You don't expect it to, to just go so well together and to complement each other so well like that. Delicious, delicious, delicious. All right, folks. Well, you know what? Let's sign off here. We're probably going to continue and have a bit of a drink after this. But, you know, for for those who are listening and watching, thank you very much for tuning in. We are the Beer Ladies podcast. We release every Friday. Um, Please come and follow us on the socials. We're mostly on Twitter, so not quite like Joanne. We're mostly on Twitter, not so much on uh, Instagram and Facebook. We're we're there weekly, not not every day. And um, and please consider buying us a beer. That would be lovely. Um, because, you know, podcasts cost money and, and we like doing this. So, you know, let's do that. And otherwise, friends, we will see you all next week for another episode. Bye now. Bye. See you. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.